It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What a game to talk about. Can't wait to jump right into it. But first things first, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use promo code ZAC20, Z-A-C-2-0, for your first delivery free. We used Fetch Me over the weekend. Great service as always, very timely, and they kind of keep you updated every step of the way with a great selection of all of the local restaurants throughout Auburn, Opelika, and Lee County. And also, they are the only local uh, delivery service in town, and they are doing that by, uh, or proving that, essentially by... um, doing everything they can to help the community in regards to the B-Bama food drive. So be sure to add a few dollars at the end uh, to your total to the B-Bama food drive. At the end, they're going to match everything that they've done throughout the campaign um, for the B-Bama food drive, and all that goes to the Food Bank of East Alabama. So today's show, once again, brought to you by our friends at Fetch Me. I'm Zach Blackerby. Michael Pappas, what a game we watched on Saturday. Yeah, Zach, did did, uh, did anything important happen this weekend? Uh, yeah, just uh, Auburn's biggest win over LSU ever. I mean, w- w- how fun was that? Dude, Auburn sucks, though. <laughs> People want Auburn to be bad. So bad. Yeah, dude, they suck. And, like, just doesn't even matter because LSU sucks. Everyone sucks. I thought that was uh, that was one of the more fun games I've watched in a while. Um, I, I think you saw the offense come together and click. I think they've kind of uh, realized what they have. Chad Morris is figuring out the balance. I think, I think something has clicked in Bo Nix's head as far as his ability to stand in the pocket and to deliver the football to different guys. I mean, there are just so many positive things to take away from Saturday. Yeah, I, I completely. I mean, obviously, I'm being facetious there at the beginning, man. But this was this was incredible. I felt like I was in shock watching most of this game. 
just not a, I don't know. It was like this, it, it doesn't, it didn't seem real, you know, uh, all the, uh, all the lead up, all the, just the way that this, the beginning of the season went, the conversation we had with the, uh, the LSU, the locked on LSU guy earlier this week. And it was all just like, just, I mean, just doors blown off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and thank you to everyone for being nice to Matt on Twitter. I know you guys haven't been nice to all the locked on people so far, but thank you for being nice to Matt last week. Auburn was really good on third down. And I touched on a few of those third downs yesterday in my GIF thread on Twitter. And I mean, it's like they went into third down situations on Saturday with a plan. It's not like they just lined up and snapped the football or decided, okay, let's call this play while in the huddle. It's like, okay, we're going to have a bunch of third and medium situations on Saturday. Let's plan for it, and let's draw up some plays specifically for that. And you saw a lot of quick outs. You saw them move Bo Nix out of the pocket on purpose. You saw them involve Anthony Schwartz in actual passing routes, and then obviously the, the deep one at the end of the game. But I'm just talking about stuff that moved the chains consistently. And that is Chad Morris all in all. And I know Chad Morris's offense has gotten hit on, you know, and people have kind of taken swings at it. But I still stand by the fact that, like, I think he's been fine all season. The execution has just been poor. And now as the personnel within the scheme is starting to get more and more comfortable, you're starting to see what this offense can possibly be. I mean, Saturday is like the upside of what we talked about all offseason, right? It's like, okay, you know, this can be Bo Nix throwing for 300 yards. It can be this offense, you know, finding the running game, you know, whenever it needs to. And it did all of that. I mean, Bo Nix threw for 300 yards on the dot. And then also Bo Nix ran for 81 yards. Tank had 71 over 15 carries. It's like that is exactly what you want if you're Auburn. Yeah, I absolutely cannot agree more. And and the offense looked balanced. They looked comfortable. They look. I, I mean, they were hitting on all facets. You saw. I mean, you saw plays that happened early or, or were called early, setting up plays that. Uh, occurred later in the game and I mean I, I, I'm like speechless man this is this was this might have been the best football full football game that we have seen Auburn play since 2017 uh, I, and, I think I agree with that uh, outside of the Iron Bowl last year I agree with that with the way the defense played yesterday I think I I feel like this was a I feel like this was a a better full team performance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, sure. The starters held LSU to three points. I mean, and this again, it was one of the best offenses in the country coming in. And before people sit back and say like, yeah, but quarterback, I mean, that quarterback tore up South Carolina last weekend. Right. And that's not a, a bad secondary at South Carolina that he tore up last week. Oh, we couldn't do anything against South Carolina. So, I mean, top to bottom, and I thought this was just an incredible game. I love the um, the balance across the receivers. Four catches mm-hmm. for Schwartz for 123, four catches for Williams for 71, five catches for Stove, he's my player of the game, was sick for 64. J.J. Pegues, three catches for 29. Then Capers and Shivers each had one apiece. I mean, I just, I love the balance there. And then the, as far as the the share of touches, 
Knicks ran it 11 times. Tank had 15. Eli had three. Shivers had five. Mark Anthony Richards does exist. He's real. Mm. He had five touches. Grant Loy, my boy, had two. And then Schwartz had one with that wild. He ran like 50 yards to get a yard there. But, I mean, just a, a super, super fun game. And you saw, I mean, all of those names you listed, these are all guys that we talked about. Okay, all offseason, how are all these guys going to get the football? And then they found a way to do it on Saturday. And, uh, I mean, just a lot to celebrate. Absolutely a ton to celebrate there. But, uh, yeah, I, I think you nailed it. I know a lot of people are going to be looking at the 48 points, but the defense did an outstanding job. And when you're watching it in real time, I don't think you fully grasp how good the defense is. And then, like, when the game is over, it's like, oh, wow, what mm-hmm. they did was really, really good. Because, <laughs> like you said, it's like, oh, they – they only allowed three points there, and um, I think that's, I think that's a win. I don't care what quarterback in the SEC you're playing. I mean LSU. No matter who is going to be playing for LSU, they're going to be very, very talented. So, held LSU to five of seventeen on third down, one of two on fourth down. Auburn out yarded them five oh six to three forty seven. I mean, just thirty two rushing yards for LSU on the day. I mean, that's I don't know what else you want. I don't know what else you want against uh, against LSU. And and here's something I said all week, Michael Pappas, was one, Auburn's at home, and two, when Gus Malzahn is coaching for his job, you just see a totally different football team. Yeah, you you do, uh, and you're absolutely right. But man, I'm gonna be honest. This. How do I even put it? It's like this was the most thorough, like, out coaching job that I have seen from Gus Malzon from a just like, I guess, a scheme perspective, if that makes sense. Like, back in 2013, yeah, they beat the tar out of some teams, but that was kind of like, oh, you can't stop the offense. You can't stop the offense. And, and kind of the same thing throughout the years. And there's there's been times when he's pulled out some some big coaching moments or big coaching, you know, experiences. But this one felt like on both sides of the ball, he, Gus Malzahn, just thumped Coach O. Yeah. From ac- across the board. It, really, yeah, really across the board. It reminded me a little bit of Georgia in 17. Now, that Georgia team's better than this LSU team. They were number one in the country and ultimately mm-hmm. you know, played for a natty that year. But just as far as, you know, okay, Auburn, can you win this? You know, things are kind of stacked against you. People have lost belief in you. And Malzahn just didn't care. It, it reminded me of that situation a little bit. Um, it was at home. His back was against the wall. Because if he loses on Saturday, the conversation for the rest of the year, and it may still be that way anyway, but it will hover around how can Auburn raise enough money to pay to fire him. That's what it becomes. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, okay, if you can't beat Georgia, LSU, and Alabama, why are you here? And he found a way to do that. It was his first win over Coach O, and he did it in dramatic fashion and I think that's awesome. In a second, I want to tell you, Michael, what I think was the moment of the game right here on Locked On Auburn. Do you always feel like you're always on? These days, everything is go, go, go. But then for me, Saturday rolls around, and it's time to chill. And so 
I decided to crack open the beer that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. And Coors Light knows that watching football is therapeutic to fans. It's uninterrupted me time, an excuse to chill and drink beer. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door at GetCoorsLight.com. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Michael, the biggest takeaway, in my opinion, to this, this whole game was essentially when the game was already over. But Auburn's up by like four or five scores, and they go deep to Schwartz just to put the exclamation mark on there. You, you, can, you can see the difference with these Malzahn teams, like 17 Georgia, like 17 Alabama, when they smell blood and they don't let off the gas. I think that shows one, I mean, obviously that game was over, but I think it shows the mentality of this team moving forward. I think that's a huge deal. Yeah, I, I thought it was awesome that that Chad called that play, and you know we've seen we've seen uh, Bo take quite a few deep shots to, to Anthony Schwartz where he overthrows him, and they I mean that was perfect. It was a teardrop from heaven. I that mean, was, it was beautiful. <laughs> It was right in stride. It didn't even. I mean, Schwartz didn't break. Didn't break stride. I mean, he didn't. It was didn't perfect. have to think about it. Didn't have to. I mean, he just like stuck his arms out, and it just fell right into him. I mean, that pass did something to my soul, Michael. Like I needed that. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm even chippy talking about it today. Like, I'm still fired up from that. That was a beautiful passing catch. Absolutely flawless. Yeah. I... But the timing and the intention of it, I think, is a huge deal because, I mean, I think this Auburn team, for the first few weeks of the season, we talked about it. They looked soft. They looked like, uh, they, looked like they had no, no intention of stepping on their opponent's throat and saying, hey, I'm better than you. And on Saturday, I think we saw something change. I, I, I talked about this on, on my GIF thread yesterday as well. Like When they're in the red zone and Bo Nick scored on the quarterback keeper— like, Tank wanted mm-hmm. the football. And looking at it, it's like, Bo did the right thing as far as reading the in-man on the line of scrimmage, but Bo wanted the football more. And as soon as he pulled that, there was nothing you could have done to stop Bo Nix from scoring on that play. And I think you're seeing something change in Bo Nix's decision-making where he wants to score on every drive and he's willing to do what it takes. And I think you're seeing that as far as how he stands in the pocket, I think you're seeing that as far as how he moves. And I think you're seeing it as far as what Chad Morris is calling to make Bo Nix more and more comfortable. Now, the big question here is, Michael, is you did it against Ole Miss last week and you do it against LSU on Saturday. 
Both those defenses stink. They're really, really bad. So is it because the defenses are bad, or are we starting to see this Auburn offense take some really, really big strides forward? I think it's easy. I think it would be a lot easier for me, at least, if to, to swallow the, well, the defenses are just really bad argument if the offense didn't look different. Right. Yeah. Like, it, it, it looks like Bo's more comfortable. It looks like the play calling is, is better. Right. And the play calling is getting him um, into positions to feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're they're spreading the ball around more. I mean, that's stuff that doesn't uh, I guess I should say if it was still Seth Williams getting 15 targets and having five receptions because Bo's forcing him the football and and um and Auburn was putting up this many points against these bad defenses, I might agree with you. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was still looked remarkably unbalanced from a a, a plays perspective, I, I might agree with you. But it doesn't. Going like watching in- the offense, they look more comfortable. They look and, – and it's – it's easy to point to Bo Nix because he has the ball on every play, but the whole team looks more comfortable. Totally, man. And then, like, I mean, you look at Eli Stove getting involved. Every time Eli touches, something good happens. And if Seth Williams, like, doesn't fumble into the end zone on that tremendous catch that he had on Derek Stingley, I mean, they put up 50, and I think, you know, we're even more pumped up because Seth mm-hmm. just owns Derek Stingley multiple times in a game, and I think that's something to be excited about. Um, but Eli Stove being the number three option in this offense, when he's healthy, I mean, he is just Mr. Consistent. I think he totally changes what they're able to do moving forward. Hey, the new and improved Built Bar is even better than it was before. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Yeah, ever. With 12 original flavors, six new flavors, they've got 18 delicious flavors. You're, you're, you're bound to like several of them. Those include nut and non-nut flavors, uh, depending on your allergy. Salted caramel, double chocolate, toffee, almond, coconut, peanut butter, brownie, something for everybody. All the bars covered 100% in chocolate, and they are soft and easy to chew. And all of these bars, low-calorie, high-sugar, excuse me, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're great for a keto diet, if that is your thing. Looking at the uh, flavor profile for cherry... uh, Let's see, um, here, here's one for coconut almond. 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Delicious, very good for you. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right. Pappas, do you have anything else to add before uh, before we get to listener questions? My last thing is I cannot stress this enough. Eli Stove is my player of the game. Every time he touched the football, I absolutely loved it. And then I loved what Zevion Capers did away from the football as far as rub routes, 
as far as setting picks for other people and as far as just uh, blocking. Uh, I really thought Zevion Capers had an underrated game there. Do you have any takeaways? Yes. Tell me. Bo though. was sorry. <laughs> You're good. Bo was what a dramatic pause. I want to hear him more yeah. now than ever. Now, uh, Bo was five of seven throwing to his left outside of the hashes. Five of seven, and for all the people who think that Auburn doesn't use the middle of the field, Bo was eleven of thirteen between the hashes. Wow. So, his, something to think about for the people out there. His natural arm talent is crazy. Yeah, he's very... I mean, we saw f- the five-star quarterback from Pinson Valley. We've seen him in the last two weeks. Yeah. Well, I, you, I, mean, I think you could argue the last two games have been his best two games of his career. I am in complete agreement. Yeah. And then I would also like to uh, to point out some of the guys we saw this weekend. Some of the dudes, some of the boys... First of all, certified big boy J.J. Pegues had himself a game. Love him. He had 18 snaps, which he had all 60. Right. Um, we saw Tate Johnson. We saw Mark Anthony Richards, obviously. Elijah Canyon got some minutes. We saw Coffee Troxel. Malcolm Johnson Jr. You guys remember that guy? Yeah, he's really fast. He's like a Schwartz Jr. Yeah, he got some playing time. Kayla Newton was out there. Tyler Fromm exists. Who knew? <laughs> but to your point, oh, Kamar Bell played. Jaleel Irvin. Uh, Sawyer Pate didn't get in. I'm a little worried he might be injured. They had um, some other backup quarterback in there. So I'm uh, I'm a little worried that Sawyer Pate might might be hurt and we don't know about it because I don't know why he wouldn't have been in ex- in. Over this other guy, I was watching uh, the the fourth quarter uh, at a neighbor's house. We had this Halloween thing, and they sent in uh, Grant Loy, and I'm like, "Hey, it's my boy Grant Loy," and they're like, "Who's that?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Sovereign's backup quarterback," and like he was legitimately mad. Corn Sandberg did not go in. <laughs> it's like, where's Corn Sandberg? <laughs> um. Do you want to touch on a few listener questions? I don't think we'll have time for all of them. You want to hit one or two of them? Sure. Let's do it. All right. 205-502-4285. The first text I got after the game was, uh, and they didn't say their name, biggest takeaway from the LSU game, Mark Anthony Richards is real. I think that's important. I think it's important to know. Um, Mike from Missouri texts the show, Huge all-around team win. It's just baffling to me to see Auburn fans with bad things to say. I think Auburn has improved immensely over the past two games. Definitely still has room to grow, but we can continue to build off of these performances. Love the show in War Eagle. I think Mike agrees with us, right? Yeah, I the, I mean, just in South Carolina, the team that was on the field this week versus the team that played against South Carolina was just vastly different. Yeah, it's night and day. Going into a bye week, like, I love that. And then you come out of the bye week and play Mississippi State. Like, I don't want to jinx anything, but Mississippi State has been absolutely awful. Yeah, they're like 16-point favorites against Vanderbilt, but they haven't scored 16 points in like three or four weeks. A lot of people were talking about that on Twitter. I think that's interesting. Um, this text is from Tiger Histal- Histalmos. Tiger mm-hmm. Histalmos. 
If that's your real name, that's incredible. That's awesome. Remember when Auburn wasn't supposed to improve during the season and was doomed with a losing season? Just appreciate that with this horrible year, it seems we finally have a team coming together on execution halfway into this unusual season. I 100% agree. And I think when you look at individual players, you can't tell me that these individual pieces on the offensive line are not getting better. You can't tell me that Anthony Schwartz is not getting better as a wide receiver. That Seth Williams is not somehow even getting better than he was uh, last year at high-pointing the football when it's in the air. And you can't tell me, like, look at these defensive backs. Like, Nehemiah Pritchett has become Mm -hmm. significantly better in, like, the last four games. I mean, we were talking about him getting picked on against Kentucky, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, please throw it to Nehemiah. And, and, and Tut seems to be getting better. I mean, you, you look at the slot receivers that Auburn is playing against, these top-tier guys, they're disappearing in these offensive game plans. So absolutely, yeah, for all those folks that say Auburn teams do not get better over the course of the season, I agree with, 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 with Tiger, our texter here. Uh, yeah, you're wrong. This team is getting significantly better, and not just big picture, but you can look at key individual guys that are significantly better now than they were three, four weeks ago. I'm, yeah, I'm fired uh, up this morning. I can tell. I can tell. Um, yeah, this is now the second week in a row that Auburn has Auburn's defense has basically shut down a guy competing for the Bolitnikoff Award. Mm-hmm. Like, we're talking best wide receivers in college football. First, it was Elijah Moore last week who had, what, 16 yards, Zach? Yep. And this is Terrace Marshall Jr., who who had four receptions for 28 yards. Yeah, you That's take it. that. You take that every single time. Absolutely. Um, all right, Phoenix from Tennessee asked, well, guys, Looks like the Blue Moon wasn't in favor of the Voodoo team. This might work out in our favor in the long run schedule-wise. But how about the growth of this team in six weeks, though? The defensive line finally showed up for a football game, and look what happened. This team has grown exponentially at 4-2 and two with four games left. Guys, with an Alabama loss, it's not likely, but crazier things have happened. Things could get really hairy in November. Pappas, buddy, I lost my mind for you when saw your pay didn't trot out there in the fourth quarter. And to all the Auburn fans who still want to bench some guys, you saw what we had waiting to play. Let's be honest with ourselves. Let's keep who we got where we got them. Bowen Company is as good as it's going to get. That does not include MAR. Richards is obviously for the future. I'm gravely concerned for Jamie and Sherwood. No one knows nothing. And when they know nothing, it's usually very bad. Um, as far as the Sherwood injury, um, I saw some positive things on message boards for what that's worth. Yeah, I I thought it was interesting that they didn't really say anything about that during the game. Like when it happened, the Gary and um, the other guy, I don't remember his name. He, they, uh, Brad, Brad Brad Nessler. um, They didn't say anything about it. I was like, this is kind of a big deal, right? I guess not. Uh, But, yeah, man, the secondary, and I think it all kind of ties together. Like like we've been saying, Zach, Phoenix says the defensive line finally showed up for a football game, and look what happened. Well, I I think the defensive line kind of understands that they don't need to be 
Marlon Davidson and Derek Brown because they've got an incredible secondary and two linebackers that are just flying around the field behind them. Mm-hmm. So they can be above average and it makes the entire defense, it makes the defense look absolutely incredible. I mean, LSU could not move the football. Right. Like at all. It, it was, that was. And you can tell, and they talked about this during the broadcast, but you could tell they went into the game thinking they'd be able to run the ball, and they mm-hmm. couldn't. And they're like, all right, we got to pass it. And then it's costly third and long, third and long, third and long. And we've seen Kevin Steele defenses do that since he's gotten here. You force third and long, and you make these college quarterbacks make consistent throws. And that's tough. That's tough to do for anybody. And, I mean, most teams, most college quarterbacks can't do that. Um, And we saw that on Saturday. Uh, All right, last one. Hey, guys, Luke from Georgia once again. Thanks for an awesome show. You're welcome, Luke. Uh, He says, uh, with four H's. Dot, dot, dot. My Christmas miracle from a few weeks ago Seems to be possibly happening. I'm thoroughly impressed with the way this team has come back together after South Carolina. Defense has looked incredible the past two weeks. The offense is starting to come together more and more each week. My question is, do you think this team has finally found their identity on both sides of the ball? I sure hope so. War Eagle. My my big thing with this is, uh, on defense, yes, I think so. I think their defensive backs are good enough to play. I don't know what the offensive identity is yet because they ran the ball down Ole Miss's throat, and while they ran the ball plenty uh, on Saturday against LSU, they passed it a ton. So I don't know what that identity would be other than like you spread it out and there's a million guys that can make plays for you. I don't know what that identity would be. Yeah, that is interesting, Zach, and and we saw an uh, an awesome mix of play action and, and short passes and, and a lot of what people have been wanting in terms of no doubt getting getting the ball into your playmakers hands and letting them do stuff and I thought that this was I don't want to say it was dink and dunk because it really wasn't I mean they were picking up chunk yards you know they were yeah. they averaged almost seven yards a play but it's like Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. That's the identity. Right? We're going to... The the goal is going to be seven yards of play. Wow. Because that's how we score... That's how you score touchdowns, right? You only need three... You only really need, you know, three and a half yards per play. You'll score a touchdown on every drive. Mm-hmm. The problem is... You know, can you actually do that? Do you want to have to run... You know, twenty plays per per drive. You don't. And and in this game, they they being Auburn were able to rip off. Is the seven yard yards per play accurate game. though? I mean, when you have ninety one plays and or ninety one yards in one play, that's got to skew the average really bad, doesn't it? You're the numbers guy. You tell me. But yeah, maybe. But and I'll be interested to see if anyone gives us the number without that. To be honest, I'm certainly not going to go calculate it. But that sounds like a Ferguson thing. That may be yeah. up on the Auburn Observer by the time the show goes up. But yeah, I mean Schwartz had an average of 30.8 yards per catch. Like that's not that's not sustainable. It's awesome, but it's not sustainable. You know, as far as what you expect going into a game. 
Yeah, but I mean, like, I, I mean, the the little like one and two yard passes that were going to guys, um, whether it be certified big boy JJ Pegues or Eli Stove um, did it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Stove, Schwartz, whatever. I mean, those were going for for six or seven yards. You're right. And then they'd come back and hit you with Tank Bigsby or or Sean Shivers or Eli Stove on a running play or, or Bo on a running play for six, seven yards. Then they'd, I don't know. I mean, then, then they'd hit you with a, a regular pass play. I know in your, your gift thread, you had uh, a couple different out routes, six or seven yards. Yeah. And it's like, on third we talked down. about this briefly, how a lot of elite quarterbacks have had to kind of switch that mindset from like, okay, we don't need to score a touchdown on every play. Like a successful play does not mean touchdown. A successful play might mean first down or seven yards. Mm-hmm. Basically, you know what you do on first down, and even you can argue second down, are, are mainly just to set you up with a manageable third down. You want to be in third and two, third and three. Right. Yeah. So we'll talk about this one. Uh. Probably one more show. I think it deserves two full shows to be discussed. And then we'll move on to the bye week. If there are topics that you want us to discuss over the bye week, let us know, 205-502-4285, or you can uh, tweet us on Twitter. Uh, Michael, where are you at? Follow me on Twitter, at CouchPapTato. Yeah, and I'm at Z Black. We the shows at Locked On Auburn on Twitter and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. If there are specific topics you want us to discuss as we have some extra time this week before we move on to Auburn versus Mississippi State. Let us know. Until then, we'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 